campus male, I'll never forget this, got up. And he said to the student body in this chapel, he said, anybody that has explanations at a time like now, like this, run from them. This is not a time for explanations. This is a time for grief. And he was just so right. As much as we shout why when these things happen, really, more than even that, what we need to know is that we're loved. We can get to the why right now. Let's just talk about the who, you know? So the 23rd Psalm, best known of all David's Psalms, of course. Uh, you know it, you can recite it. How many times have you heard it taught? How many times have you thought about it? But think about it with me for just a moment because I believe in this moment that we're supposed to have this conversation not just for them, not just for Joel and Betty. My guess is they're not the only ones that by God's providence need to think about this today. Whether somebody else today is going through grief, whether somebody else is going through loss, whether somebody else has questions in your heart, you have doubts, you're struggling, I read just the other day in Matthew 28 that after the resurrection of Jesus, the disciples met with him and they worshiped him, it says, but some doubted. Even of the 12, after he was risen from the dead, but some, I'm glad that's in the text, but some doubted. That's okay. Paul Tillich said, doubt is not the opposite of faith, it's an element of faith. It's part of what faith is, right? So wherever that is in your heart, wherever that's in your soul, wherever this is why you were here today as well, Think about this with me. The Lord is, you can say it out loud with me if you know it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The pastor in Houston, under whose ministry I came to Christ, he did our wedding, he did my father's funeral, he licensed me, ordained me, baptized Janet and me, had an outline out of the 23rd Psalm I've never forgotten. Consider it very briefly. First of all, as he pictured this, the picture of the, of the shepherd. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? First of all, because he goes before me. He goes in front of me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. So if you've been to Israel, especially that area of the Judean wilderness, which is what David's talking about, Bethlehem, where he was from, is just outside Jerusalem. And in this area, it's hard to find water. Okay, and when you find water, it's hard to know if it's safe water, and the sheep will not drink from running water. They just won't do it. They're terrified of water. Sheep are eight times heavier wet than dry. They're afraid of drowning. And so the shepherd has to find the still water in this desert that's safe to drink. The sheep don't know the difference. They'll drink from anything that, they, that is still enough to drink from, even if it's poisoned. But the shepherd knows where the still water is. The shepherd knows where the green grass is. There's grass that grows all over the Judean wilderness that is poisonous to sheep. But the shepherd knows where the green grass is. 
and the still waters and restores the soul. Leads the sheep in paths of righteousness for his namesake. There are paths that go up these cliffs in this Judean wilderness that literally go to the edge of the cliff. And the sheep, sheep are not smart animals. It's not a compliment that the Bible likens us so often to sheep. You ever seen a trick sheep in a circus? Here, let me show you my pet sheep. Let me show you all the tricks my sheep does, right? Sheep will walk up these paths to their deaths. If one sheep goes, others will follow. They're not smart animals. But the shepherd will lead them in paths of righteousness, right paths for his namesake. So there's this picture of the shepherd going in front of the sheep to lead us to the green grass and to the still waters and then the paths of righteousness. And that's a wonderful picture of God. Maybe that's what you need today as a shepherd to lead you. Maybe you're facing decisions and you don't know what to do. Maybe there's an uncertainty out there you're not sure how to handle. There's something about tomorrow that bothers you, that worries you today. There's something that's in, in your fear of the future and you're not sure if that water's safe or not or if that grass is safe or not or if that path is a path of righteousness or not. But you have a shepherd who does. He leads me. He goes before me. And then my pastor changed the, pointed out that David changes the metaphor. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow. But before he gets that, he says, after he says, I will walk the paths of righteousness for his namesake, he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Now you have a shepherd, not just before you, but beside you. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, my cup runs over. Well, what David's talking about there are valleys in the Judean wilderness that are so deep that the sun can't penetrate to the bottom. They're called valleys of deep shadows. Valley of the shadow of death, as the King James translates it. These are dangerous places for sheep. These are where thieves hide and predators. These are where wolves hide. These are crevices that the sheep can't see because of the shadows, and they can fall into the crevice and break a leg and die. So when you're in that valley, you don't want your shepherd out in front of you someplace. You want your shepherd with you. You want his rod. That was a club that the shepherd carried around that he tied to his belt. And he could use it to, to beat away wolves and thieves and predators. He could throw it and hit a wolf if it was about to pounce on a sheep. It's, it's a long club-looking thing like a caveman club you've seen in cartoons. Look kind of like that. And with the weight weighted in, and he could actually throw the thing. He was really good at, the shepherd was. So he had a rod he could protect them with. His staff was the shepherd's crook. You've seen these. They're, some of them were eight feet long, and they had this crook on the end. And with that, he could guide the sheep. On the crooked end, he could catch the sheep before they fell into a crevice or pull one back. With the straight end, he could guide the sheep where they needed to go. Well, none of that works unless the shepherd is with the sheep. He's got to be close enough for the staff to reach you. If he's out there 100 yards ahead and you fall into a crevice, his staff isn't going to do you much good. If he's 50 yards out and a wolf is, is attacking, the rod's not going to do much good. So at that point, when you're in the valley, aren't you grateful that your shepherd is beside you? his rod and his staff, beside you. And I love the fact that David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You go through to the other side. He didn't say into, he said through. It's a valley, not a cave. It's got another side. It's like a tunnel. You walk through, and the shepherd walks with. Corey Ten Boom said, who was a Holocaust survivor, said when the train is in the darkest place in the tunnel, that's, you don't throw away your ticket. 
That's when you trust the conductor. And the darker the tunnel, the more you need to trust the conductor, right? So as my pastor said, you've got a sheep going before you, a shepherd going before you to lead you, a shepherd going beside you to protect you. But then listen how the psalm ends. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You've got a shepherd behind you. Well, why is that such good news? You can't see what's behind you. You don't know this, but Mike Carter is standing right now back there next to the coffee maker, cup of coffee in his hand. You don't know that because you can't see him, but I can. I have no idea what's behind me that you can see. I always know when there's a deer back there because everyone stops looking at me. <laughs> Not that they're looking at me anyway, but they especially lose attention when there's a deer there. Y'all may remember some of you that were here some time ago, a flock of turkeys walked by out there a few weeks ago. And I'm up here talking and all at once, everybody's looking over there and I'm, what, what, you know? Well, I can't see what's back there. You can't see what's behind you, but God can. I love to quote C.S. Lewis saying, if you think of time as a line on a page, God's the page. <coughs> he is a shepherd who sees what's behind you and you can trust him. My father served in World War II in the jungles of the South Pacific. And he said the most dangerous place when you're going through a jungle in a wartime situation, single file, is not the person in front. I would have thought it'd be the front guy in the line. He said it's the guy at the back of the line because he can't see the enemy behind him. He said the enemy always picks off the last guy in the line. The guy at the front, he's got, an, he's got a rifle. People next to him, they have rifles. They can see what's in front. Thank you, Mike. The people in behind can't see, right? But God can so you have a shepherd who will go before you to help you with the fears of the future that you can't see. He goes beside you to protect you in the valley of the shadow of death when it's too dark for you to see. And he walks behind you to surround you with his love and his grace for the dangers you can't see. And all of that is what David offers us in the 23rd Psalm. It's what he offers Gerald and Betty today. A shepherd is going before them right now, walking beside them, and surrounding behind them his love and his grace. And he offers that to you. David, I think, made up lots of songs that didn't make the Psalms. Just like Paul wrote a letter to the Laodiceans that isn't in the New Testament. If you read at the end of Colossians, it says, read the letter I wrote to the Laodiceans and in turn send them this letter. Well, we don't have Laodiceans in the Bible. So what I'm saying is the verses that we have, the, the chapters that are in the Bible, are there not just for their sake but for our sake. David was inspired to write the 23rd Psalm, not just for his sake, but for our sake. And so here's the key. Martin Luther said the most important word of the 23rd Psalm is the little word, my. The Lord is my shepherd. Not just the shepherd, not our shepherd, my shepherd. I shall not want. A shepherd is only helpful to the sheep who trust the shepherd. If you insist on wandering off on your own, if you insist on finding your own green grass and still waters and righteous paths, if you insist on protecting yourself in the valley of deepest shadows from the thieves and the wolves and the predators and the crevices, if you insist on pretending you know what you don't know, you're on your own. To quote C.S. Lewis again, the world's made of two kinds of people. Some say to God, thy will be done, 
to others, God must say, thy will be done. Choose wisely. Well, I'll close with this. The wonderful good news of the 23rd Psalm is that the one David called his shepherd is now your Savior. Jesus called himself the good shepherd who knows his sheep. And he said in John 10, they are in my hand and no one can take them out of my hand. Well, though something's in my hand, to get to it, they've got to go through me. And if they do, I feel everything what's in my hand feels. Right now, I'm convinced Jesus is weeping with Gerald and Betty and their family and all that they are going through in this crisis of this day, feeling because they're in his hand, walking before them and with them and behind them and protecting them. But we have to trust him. Have to trust him. So would Jesus say that he is your good shepherd today? It's one thing to say he is. It's another thing to live as though he is. The way you know the shepherd is the shepherd is to see whether the sheep are following. You're only a leader if somebody follows. Saw a cap once and said, I am their leader. Which way did they go? You know? Jesus is your shepherd to the degree that you are his sheep. To the degree that you are following your shepherd. He died so that you could be his sheep. He died to pay the penalty for your sins so that you could be forgiven, so that you could have eternal life, so that you could join the sheep of God. Have you done that? Have you asked Jesus to forgive your mistakes and be your Lord? You only have today. I don't want to scare anybody. But for a 36-year-old young man, to die like that shows all of us we only have today. If you're not his sheep, join his fold today. Get alone with Jesus. Ask him to forgive your sins and ask him to be your Lord. And if you know you've done that, then let me urge you to walk closer to your shepherd today than you were even yesterday. Name the reason you need him to show you the green grass and still waters and right paths. Ask him to lead you by his word and by his spirit and circumstances and all the ways he leads his people. If you don't need him in front of you, if you need him beside you today, tell him why. Name your valley. Name your valley. Ask him for his rod and staff. And if neither of those describe you, well, there's something behind you you can't see. Trust it to him. Walk close to your shepherd today. And know that he never fails his sheep. He just, he can't. God is love. So I'll close with this. There was uh, one of my favorite stories about the 23rd Psalm. Some years ago, I came across this. There was a, a farmer lived in the hills of Scotland. Lived his whole life, hills of Scotland. As a shepherd, out tending sheep. Call came to the longtime pastor, one of his dearest friends, that this Scottish shepherd was near death. So his pastor friend rushed to him. They were in uh, the little cottage where the shepherd lived. And the shepherd could still walk, could, didn't have long, but could still 
move was still mobile. And the sh- pastor asked if they could go outside for a little bit, and they did. And they laid down there on the grass looking out at this valley where the shepherd had spent his life. And the pastor was praying, God, what can I say to my friend to comfort him? He could tell he was afraid. What can I say to comfort him? And just then a cloud crossed over, blocking the sun's rays and casting a shadow down into the valley. And the pastor knew what to say. He turned to his friend, pointed out the shadow, and he said, have you ever seen a shadow like that in the valley? And the shepherd said, aye, many times I've seen such a shadow. The pastor asked, were you ever afraid of such a shadow? And the shepherd indignantly pulled himself up on an elbow and said, I was never afraid of a shadow. And then the pastor said, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It's but a shadow. It's but a moment and then all of eternity to celebrate with our shepherd. So let's pray. Is there a place in your life where you need the shepherd before you today? Name it. Where you need green grass and still waters and right paths. Ask him to lead you and promise that you'll follow wherever, wherever he leads, whatever it takes, whatever the cost. Promise that you'll follow. Are you at a place of hurt and pain today where you need your shepherd beside you? Name your valley. It's a shadow. Trust that shadow to the shepherd who loves you and grieves with you today. And if neither of those are you this morning, they may be tomorrow, but if they're not today, thank the shepherd that whether you see him or not, he sees you. And he walks before you, beside you, and behind you to surround you with his love and grace. Jesus, I thank you that you are that shepherd. That you are that loving shepherd. Be my shepherd today. That's our prayer. Give Joel and Betty right now the grace of your presence in this valley right now. We ask in the name of the one who died that we might live forever, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, God's grace and peace be with you on this cold day. God bless.